Good day, brothers and sisters, and welcome to New Creation Realities. And we're going to continue with our lessons in Christ today. And uh, <clears throat> one of the things that I'd like to do is basically continue as we've been doing. I want to look at uh, a few passages of the Lord that include in the the phrase in Him and in Me, in Auto and and emoi. <clears throat> and before I do that, I've got a slightly different diagram behind me, and I just wanted to explain it just a little bit because these, the majority of the verses uh, that we read concerning the person of Christ himself are going to relate to this diagram right here. Uh, as you can see, I still have the same... <clears throat> Got to do this. Give me a second. No. All right. Here we go. I still have the same eternal cross that goes uh, as we can look at it. Horizontal versus vertical. And in time, this eternal cross is made manifest in the crucifixion. And what I have before the crucifixion, I basically have like a diagram of the Lord and of the entirety of all humanity. And <clears throat> Jesus was sent of his Father. And we're going to read a few verses here in a second. And one thing that Jesus was declaring multiple times, and you find this especially in the Gospel of John, is that the Father in me, and I in the Father. I in the Father, and the Father in me. And this is basically the fellowship of life, the fellowship of the Father and the Son. And during this time when Jesus walked among men, when Jesus Christ walked among men, all of humanity were found born of the flesh in Adam. Their father was Adam. Their source was Adam. Okay? Even Jesus' disciples. When Jesus uh, called those unto himself to be disciples, and then he named them apostles, even those twelve were still at that time found in Adam. So Jesus, a whole different other creation than the first creation that is found in Adam. I say this because his father is God. His mother we know, Mary, from the first creation, but his father is God. And uh, <clears throat> let's see, there's, did I jot it down? Yeah. In Galatians, <coughs> excuse me, just because I mentioned it, in Galatians chapter 4, we see this very thing. Galatians chapter 4, uh, but when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, okay, to redeem those who were under the law, but born of a woman. Now in Luke chapter 1, verse 31, and we're currently in November, and 
around December, you'll probably be, probably be watching or hearing uh, plays upon the nativity. This is Luke chapter 1, verses uh, 31 through 35. And behold, the angel Gabriel speaking to Mary. I'll just start with verse 30. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and call his name Jesus. He will be great and we will be called the Son of the Highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, the Son of the Highest. It goes on. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be, seeing I do not, seeing I do not know since I do not know a man. Verse 35, And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is born to you will be called the Son of God. The only begotten of the Father is Christ Himself. And so, this is this picture right here. The Father begot, excuse me, the, the Son, there we go, the Son begotten of the Father. The Son in the Father and the Father in the Son. <clears throat> now, um, this, the, the Lord also, I, I do want to mention this, because this is an eternal cross, and, and I won't run through the verses on this. You can see this in uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 13, verse 8. Jesus is a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. And so everything in the Old Testament was declaring a reality in the very person of Christ himself. A reality that had not at that moment been made manifest in time by the crucifixion. Okay, so once again, it is an eternal cross. <clears throat> now, because I mentioned that it is the fellowship of, of life, the fellowship of the Father and the Son, I want to look at a few ve- verses here. This is John chapter 10, starting with verse 37. And, and as I mentioned, the majority of these verses uh, declaring this fellowship of life, the fellowship of the Father and the Son, and another word, uh, you can call it as one, O-N-E, just one, because Jesus said, I and my Father are one. This is one, the crucified life as well. And so in John, <clears throat> you find the majority of these verses in the Gospel of John. This is John chapter 10, verse 37 through 38. I, was, this is Jesus speaking, if I, do, if I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do... Though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and believe this right here, that the Father is in me and I in him. And remember our principal verse in John chapter 14, verse 20. Now this is Jesus speaking right here. But if I do, though you do not believe me, Believe the works that you may know and believe the following. That you may know the following, that you may believe the following, based on believing the works themselves. That the Father is in me and I in him. 
John chapter 14, verse 20. Once again, our principal verse. In that day, you will know, Jesus speaking to his disciples, that I am in my Father, and you in me, and emoi, and I in you. You see, <clears throat> the same fellowship that the disciples from the moment they are born again will be brought into at that very moment of new birth and then that they will come to know in the day. All right? So that's Jesus uh, declaring reality to them. Of course, Jesus walks in the light of the countenance of his Father. Jesus walks in the day. Jesus walks in light. The rest of creation does not. The rest of create the, the entirety of all creation is in darkness and walks and stumbles. This, my brothers and sisters, is including both Jew and Gentile, both male and female, bond and free. The entirety of the creation of Adam is in darkness. And there is only one at this time who walks in light, the Lord Jesus. <clears throat> that you may know and believe that the Father is in me and I in him. All right? Now, 1 John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 3. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you. This is the Apostle Paul uh, speaking to the church. That you also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. There we go once again. The fellowship of the Father and the Son. The fellowship of life. The crucified life. Where Jesus, this is the crucified life. Where Jesus Himself declares, not I, but the Father. Of course, the Apostle John, in fact, all the Apostles, and even uh, the disciples as well, you can look at Stephen, the same example, declared the following, and I'll just use the words of the Apostle Paul. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless, I live, the vessel, yet not I, the life of the vessel, but Christ who lives in me. Not I, but Christ. Jesus would say it this way, not I, but the Father. You see, it's the same fellowship. Now, of course, please listen. I am not saying that we are Jesus. No, 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 no. Remember our last lesson? We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the glory of the power may be of God and not of man. All right? We have just been brought into this fellowship, the fellowship of the Father and the Son. Remember, Jesus himself said, in that day you will know. I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Okay? <clears throat> now, with this, I do, want to, I, want, I do want to mention this. God always has His Son in view. Okay? God always has His Son in view. And just still with our diagram here. With the Old Testament, God gave time and time and time again testimony. In fact, this whole entire creation, the whole entire Adamic creation, even Adam himself was 
created of God to be a testimony of his son. A whole entire creation with one purpose, to testify of his son. With that, with that creation, God says, okay, now let's have a written testimony. Now we have the scriptures, which testify of his son. I believe it was our last lesson, and forgive me if, if it was a different class that I was doing, but the Apostle Paul was saying this, you know, I, I'm declaring to you that which I declared to you from the beginning. You know, the gospel that I declare to you, he says, according to the scriptures, how that Jesus died for our sins, Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and how that he was buried and rose again according to the scriptures. The entirety of the gospel that the Apostle Paul declared was Christ from the scriptures, which are the testimony of him, of Christ himself, given of God. All right? <clears throat> so God always has his son in view. And my brothers and sisters, when this sinks in by the work of the Holy Spirit, there will be much rejoicing. Listen, that day. God always has his son in view. It is we who do not. <laughs> we might as well just confess it. I mean, don't try to think yourself something that you're not. Don't try to think yourself something, period. Because remember, with man, it is eternally impossible. But not with God. With God, all things are possible. And remember, God shows mercy upon all. Okay, there's not one who has ability. No, not one. Only El Shaddai has ability. All right. <clears throat> so going on. Believers, I have like a subtitle here. The believer's heart purposed to abide in knowledge, which is in light. Now, when I say in knowledge, I mean the knowledge of God, not our knowledge. Because, as I stated before, we are completely prideful and arrogant. We think we know, we think we already know, and based upon whatever we've heard and whatever we've seen or whatever we've read, we think we know. My brothers and sisters, man knows nothing in regard to God and his Christ. This must be revealed of the Father. And if it is, then my brothers and sisters, it will continue to be God's very own knowledge of his Son. Remember, the only light there is, is the light found in the Father and in his Son, Jesus Christ. An entire creation, the Adamic creation, an entire creation looking in to the face of the Adamic man. My brothers and sisters, this is darkness. There is no light in the countenance of Adam. Once again, there is no light in the countenance of Adam. The only light there is, is found in the countenance of God and of his Son. For Christ is the glory of the Father. 
so the believer the believer's heart now see how see how I see how I worded that the believer's heart is purposed to abide or as the word has been showing up for me walk in knowledge in light the knowledge of God the light of God listen where his soul is in reality okay <clears throat> John chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. And this is basically the account of Jesus and Nicodemus. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler, I like that, a ruler of the Jews. So he obviously knew the scriptures. This man, verse 2, I love this. I love this. See, during this time, here is Jesus among men, and all humanity, all mankind is found in Adam, dead, no life whatsoever. This man came to Jesus, you can underline this, highlight it, circle it. This man came to Jesus by night. Do you see, my brothers and sisters? A ruler of the Jews who knew the scriptures, and yet in regard to God and of Jesus Christ, his son, there is no light but darkness. Ignorance. And said to Jesus, said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these, these signs that you do unless God is with him. So based upon, this is basically what he's seeing, and we're going to see it here in a second. Based upon what Nicodemus, this ruler of the Jews, and other Jews, well, I'll say some other Jews are seen, and some other rulers, because the rulers were afraid to confess Jesus the Messiah, lest they be kicked out of the synagogue. So fear governed, okay? Still, for them, all in the night, all in darkness, okay? But he says this, based upon what we see, I mean, you can see it right here, we know that you are a teacher, come from God, for no one can do the signs that you do unless God is with him. We see you doing these things, or some of us see you doing these things, and we perceive by our natural eye and our natural brain that God must be with you. All right. Listen to Jesus' response, verse 3. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So here is... <clears throat> purpose, my brothers and sisters, for being born again. Here is purpose for the soul being brought unto salvation. And that's why, as a subtitle, I put the believer's heart purposed to abide, to walk in knowledge, in light, the knowledge of God, the light of God, where their soul, his soul, is in 
reality. This is only for one who's born again. You must be born again to be able to see the kingdom of God. If you're not born again, it doesn't matter what you see, listen, with your natural eyes, it is impossible to see. I didn't say that. Jesus says that. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It requires a new birth. It requires a birth of the Spirit. Something outside of the flesh, outside of the Adamic man. Okay? And this is just concerning the kingdom. This is Luke chapter 7, verse 20 through 21. Now, verse 20. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees, and let me define he here. Now, when he, the king and the kingdom, was asked by the Pharisees, because once again, my brothers and sisters, remember at the very beginning of our lesson, this entire creation was created of God with one purpose, to testify of his one true son, who is the substance. And within this creation, within this natural creation, God gave the testimony, well, the scriptures found in the testimony for one purpose, to testify of his one true son. And so when it speaks of a king or a kingdom, in the scriptures, in the testimony, do we really think it's something apart from Christ himself? Well, it doesn't matter what we think, my brothers and sisters. What matters is what God thinks. That's what matters. It matters not what we know. What matters is what God knows. Now, what we know, what our, the knowledge that our heart is submitted unto, will determine whether, listen, whether the believer, us as a believer, who is born again, is either walking in darkness or walking in the light of life. <clears throat> but this not, does not change the truth. This does not change reality. This does not change the state of our soul. This does not change, listen, our salvation, because Christ does not change. Okay? <clears throat> so right here, verse 20 of Luke chapter 17. And now when he, the king and kingdom, was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come. <laughs> That's like going up to Jesus and saying, Hey, Jesus, when is Jesus going to come? That's about, to me, to me, that's about as ridiculous as it gets. Walking up to the Messiah and saying, Hey, when is the Messiah going to come? Let's keep on reading. When the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. The word observation, you can search this out. And in fact, I encourage you to do so. In Strong's number uh, 3907, forgive me, I, I didn't jot down the Greek term. Uh, but you can, find, you can find this simple definition in the Strong's Concordance or in the Complete Word Study Dictionary of the New Testament. This word observation, basically to uh, something that is observed by the eye. That is by the natural eye. This is what Jesus says. The kingdom of God does not, does not come 
with observation. That means, brothers and sisters, just like the Jews and all those who were with them proved it to the T, he came unto his own, his own recognized him not. Jesus said to Peter, after asking his own disciples, who do men say that I am? They say this, they say that. Now then he asks his own disciples, okay, who do you say that I am? Peter, we know Peter says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus says, rejoices. He says, Peter, flesh and blood, the adept, Everything and anything from this source, the Adamic man, the, the Adamic creation, your natural eyes, your natural ears, your natural brain, your natural mind did not make this known to you. Complete mystery. You didn't know by your own knowing, but my father revealed it to you. It's his knowing. And then Jesus goes on in another passage. He says, No man knoweth the Son but the Father. And no man knoweth the Father but the Son, and he unto whom he will reveal him. But he starts off by saying, No man knoweth the Son. It's never our knowing, my brothers and sisters. The knowing, listen, to the, and forgive me for the, 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 the way I say this, the knowing that we bring to the table, as it were, is darkness. Remember, the only light there is, is the light that is found in the fellowship of life. The light that is found in the countenance of God, in the face of Jesus Christ. So the Pharisees, when the kingdom of God would come, he answered him them and said, the kingdom of God does not come with observation. No, you can't. You're totally unaware of the kingdom of God because here I am before you and you recognize me not. You acknowledge me not. That's basically what's going on right there. Christ himself, who is the Messiah, remember, Messiah Hebrew, Christ Greek, he is there before them, and the Jews believed when the Messiah would come, the kingdom of God would come. He's right there before this Pharisees, actually plural, Pharisees, before them. And they recognize him not. They acknowledge him not. They confess him not. Because their knowledge is darkness, ignorance. The kingdom of God does not come with observation, verse 21, nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, this is what Jesus says, the kingdom of God is within you. To me, my own commentary on this would basically, actually I've been giving a lot of commentary, <laughs> but my own commentary specifically right here where Jesus says this, if one is born again, the kingdom of God is in them. And this is true, my brothers and sisters. We who are born again, the kingdom of God is in us because the king is in us. Wherever the king is present, the kingdom is present. He is the embodiment of the kingdom of God. This is Christ himself. 
That word, uh, and I did jot down this one, that word within, which it says, for indeed the kingdom of God is within you, is in the Greek, entos, Strong's number 1787. The, the only other place that I found, and let me just <clears throat> double check that real quick, just to be sure. Yeah, look, here, here's what I am, where I am. This is Luke chapter 17. Let me look. Verse 21. I was on verse 20. The word is entos. Entos. And I'm going to do a search, a specific search, an inflected search, not like a Strong's number search, not a Lexing search uh, dictionary form. No, no, no. An inflected search. Uh, and it shows right here, just as I was going to mention, only two passages in the New Testament where this term shows up. We already read one of them, Luke chapter 17, verse 21, where Jesus says, For indeed the kingdom of God is within you. And then this other passage, this is Matthew chapter 23, verse 26, where the exact same word shows up only two places in the New Testament. This is Jesus speaking the woes to the Pharisees and Sadducees, the religious and rulers, uh, religious, religious, Jewish rulers, that's it. <laughs> religious rulers. He says, blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside enthos of the cup and dish, that the outside of them may be clean also. And the reason why I make this statement is that there's, there's a, uh, a couple of lexicons out there that are saying that this word actually means in the midst. Well, I guess in some contexts it can, possibly with the lexeme, but I'm I'm looking at uh, I'm not looking. I'm looking at the inflected form, where only two passages in the in the New Testament where it shows up. And so it wouldn't make sense to say, blind Pharisee, first cleanse uh, in the midst of the cup and dish. Then, the, then, then he defines it. Then the outside will be clean also. No, no, it's very specific. First cleanse the inside, clean the inside. And if the inside is clean, my brothers and sisters, the outside is clean as well. Okay, here we go. First creation, Adamic man, nothing clean about it. Well, there was a testimony of the clean one, right? Perfect lamb without spot or blemish. We're going to be looking at that, the testimony, but it's only a testimony of the true. Here in the first man, Adam, the first creation, everything is unclean. There is only one clean, and this one is Christ, the Son of the living God. For the one who's born again, Jesus says so much when he's speaking to this Pharisee right here. Blind Pharisee. Oh, look at that. Blind, blind. Why? Because you are in darkness and you do not see. Your source is darkness. The countenance you look into is darkness. For it's the countenance of Adam. Jesus, on the other hand, sees. For the countenance he looks into is his Father, God. Blind Pharisee, first cleanse the inside of the cup and dish that the outside of them may be clean also. My brothers and sisters, if you are born again, you are clean because of the one who is, listen, on 
the inside. Remember the testimony. They had to slay the lamb. They had to eat the lamb. Once they ate the lamb, my brothers and sisters, he is on the inside. How do we do this? How do we partake of this one? When God, by his Holy Spirit, presents the gospel, presents Christ himself, we believe what God hath said, just like, the, just like the Jews in Egypt. We believe what God hath said unto being able to then receive what God hath said. And at that moment, we are born again, a work of the Spirit, the kingdom of God present within the soul, in the soul. Okay? All right? <clears throat> now, this is Colossians once again, chapter 3, verses 1 through 4. And this is the Apostle Paul. If then, and of course, he walks in the light of the countenance of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. This is exactly what he declared to the Corinthians. This now to the Colossians, chapter 3, verse 1. If then, since then, you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting, at the right hand of God, verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 3, for according to that which is found below on the earth, you died. And my brothers and sisters, it's not that we had life before and then died. No, 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 no. We never had life. Before we were born again, we didn't have life at all. Jesus is the only life there is. But according to the state, according to the condition that our soul was in before new birth, our soul was in a condition, in a state of death. And that state, that condition, Christ himself brought to death in the cross when he was crucified. He brought that whole condition in unto himself and crucified it. So therefore, the Apostle Paul can say, concerning that which was before, basically, you died. You're, you're, he's basically saying this, my brothers and sisters, your life is not found in this creation. Your life is not found in the natural creation. Your life is not found in the Adamic man. Your life is found in Christ above. He goes on. For, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Do you see the fellowship of the Father and the Son? The fellowship of life. Here is our life hidden. Why is it hidden? Because my brothers and sisters, you, nor I, nor any other person can see it with a natural eye. Recognize it with a natural eye or natural senses. Remember when Jesus was speaking earlier? Uh, we read the verse, John chapter 10, verse 37, 38, that you may believe and know that the Father is in me and I am in the Father. It's a mystery. You can't see it. A mystery implies something that's not known. You just don't know it. Probably even to so much to the extent that you don't even conceive of it. You never even considered it. Never Listen, it never entered into your natural mind. And my brothers and sisters, it never entered, it has not entered, and cannot ever enter. Because remember our last lesson, the natural mind, the natural mind, the carnal mind is enmity with God. 
Because the natural mind comes from this first man, Adam, who knows not God, considers not God, nor can. Now, I know within, within this creation, there were those that God selected to testify of his son. But it's still the knowledge of God. Even as God gave his very own knowledge to Peter, when Peter confessed that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus said this, flesh and blood did not reveal it unto you, but my Father revealed it to you. Not in you, but to you. There's a big difference right there, my brothers and sisters. There is what God can reveal to us, and then there is the one whom God reveals in us who are born again. The latter, of course, is greater. <clears throat> Back to Colossians chapter 3, it goes on, set your mind on, excuse me, verse 2, set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. Verse 3, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Now he defines, verse 4, when Christ, who is our life, the life of us who are born again, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. When he, is, when he appears, when he is revealed, then, then you will appear with him in glory to be found in this fellowship of the Father and the Son. When Christ appears for the one who's born again, when Christ is revealed for the one who's born again, then you will, you will just as Jesus himself declared, John chapter 14, verse 20, in that day, you will know that I am in my Father, you are in me, and I am in you. Exact same thing that the Apostle Paul is declaring right here. When Christ, who is our life, appears, this is the day, the day dawn, the day star, arise in your heart, as the Apostle Peter would say, then, I love that, we should just go and highlight or underline or circle all the times we see the term, the word then in the scriptures. Then you also will appear with him in glory. Okay. Now, here we go. We're looking at um, the terms in him, in auto, and in me, in emoi. And the first passage I want us to look at, well, the last, uh, from our previous class, we looked at John chapter 7, verses 16 through 18. Jesus speaking of uh, the doctrine that he declares, he says, it's not mine, but the Father, but the one who sent me. And then he says this, verse 17, if anyone wills to do his will, he shall know concerning the doctrine. If anyone wills to do his will, wills to do his will, wills to do his will and not their own will, then they'll know the doctrine of God, my brothers and sisters, because it won't be their doctrine based upon their own will, their own desire, no. It'll be, listen, not I, but Christ, for us who are born again, just as it was not I, but the Father for Jesus. Jesus says, goes on to say, verse 18, He who speaks from himself seeks his own glory, but he who seeks the glory of the one who sent him is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. In auto. All right. 
Exodus chapter 12, verses 3 through 5. This is declaring Christ as a perfect, spotless, blemishless, no blemish lamb. Hey, uh, without spot or blemish. Exodus chapter 12, verse 3 through 5, where God institutes, uh, I guess, the rules, regulations of the Passover. Verse 3, speak to all the congregation of Israel. Okay, so here we have a whole entire creation, and within this creation, there, is, there are the Jews, let's just call these the Jews, and the whole rest of them are the Gentiles. They're still in the same creation. And God speaks to this, this one nation right here. He says, speak to all the congregation of Israel. They will all know this, not just a few, not just the leaders, not just the rulers. No, everybody has to know this. Everybody has to understand this. Everybody has to come to know and acknowledge the following. From those who consider themselves the least to those who consider themselves the greatest. Now, why do I say it that way, my brothers and sisters? Because in reality, man is the least and God is the greatest. We just think we're great when we're not. But see, we compare ourselves among ourselves, and then we can, you know, and then we can kind of like get on our tippy toes and think we're a little bit higher than someone else. Well, the Apostle Paul says that's totally unrighteousness, or that's totally um, unrighteous. It's not smart. It's not wise to do that. Why? Because when we begin to do that, when we begin to judge after the natural eye, after the natural seeing, after the natural hearing, after the natural knowing of the natural brain, the natural senses, my brothers and sisters, what in fact, what we are doing is that our hearts are found among the dead. And we are obviously not considering the only life who is present, Christ himself. At that moment, we are not looking into the countenance, into the face of the only light there is to be found, Christ himself. But in fact, we in our ignorance are looking into the countenance, into the face of the first man whose countenance and face does not shine with the bright shining of God, but exudes darkness. Perfect Lamb, verse 5. Speak to all the congregation. We all must know this, because there is only one who is great. Verse 5. He goes on to say, your lamb shall be without blemish. No blemish, no spot, but sinless, perfect in every way possible. Okay? This is John. Now we're going to speed up and we're going to, I say speed up. We're going to now go into the New Testament uh, from Exodus. This is John chapter 14, verse 30. This is Jesus himself speaking to his disciples, once again, Jesus himself speaking, Jesus from a totally different creation, a whole, a whole altogether other creation, speaking to his disciples who are still found in a corruptible first creation. He says the following, John chapter 14, verse 30, I will not speak much more with you. This is uh, the New American Standard 1995 version. I will not speak much more with you, for the ruler 
of this world is coming and he has nothing in me and emoy and one of the things my brothers and sisters we know that uh, Jesus was tempted but every single every single thing the enemy tempted Jesus with was something that could be found listen below in this creation in the creation of natural sight and natural sound Jesus my brothers and sisters he found his treasure he found true eternal value he found true value in his father above the affection of his heart was above and so the enemy tempted Jesus with only that which is of below but his heart was set above Jesus's treasure the treasure of Jesus the whole entirety of it all of it is above in the person of his father now here's my question for us who are born again what do we value don't be condemned my brothers and sisters it requires a miracle of god to consider jesus it does it does before you were born again it required a miracle of god for you to consider jesus and my brothers and sisters for us who are born again it still requires a miracle of god to consider jesus and my definition in that to consider jesus when the heart turns to the lord that is true repentance because until then the heart is turned unto the first man adam and we walk in darkness even us who are born again we stumble around though the light of life is present my brothers and sisters not in the midst no 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 in our soul inside us and we consider him not may god by his spirit open our eyes do something in our heart prepare the ground of our heart that our heart may turn unto him so that was john chapter 14 verse 30 and then even jesus said this i love this and of course with with jesus like sometimes in the like the passage of the beatitudes uh i don't call them the beatitudes i call them the impossibilities because everything he's declaring is is impossible with man in fact he's almost declaring himself because he is the only one who does these things but it still remains my brothers and sisters to be impossible with man and don't try to be foolish as to exalt yourself and think you can do it because you can't all right Matthew chapter 6 verse 19-21 this is Jesus do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal no don't don't try to find your treasures here in the natural below but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven above where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal verse 21 for where your treasure is there your heart will be 
also. Remember my subtitle. The believer's heart is purposed to abide, to walk in the knowledge of God, in the light of God, where his soul, their soul, is in, is found in reality. I've said it this way, very simply, the believer is purposed in their heart, in knowledge, listen, to be where we be. Our life is in Christ above because our life is Christ himself, hidden with Christ in God. Hidden, I love that. So the ruler of this world is coming, Jesus said, during that time, and he has nothing in me, no ground in me. I love that. This is Jesus uh, not Jesus, well, uh, this is basically when they bring Jesus to Pilate, and Pilate basically presents him to the religious Jewish leaders and all the Jews, and basically confessing this lamb is perfect. No fault with him. Okay. Uh, before that, I do want to read First Peter chapter 2, verse 22 through 23. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth, who when he was reviled did not revile in return, when he suffered he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. And that wasn't Pilate, my brothers and sisters. This is God Almighty, God as judge. All right? So, Committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth. Perfect lamb. This is Luke chapter 23, verse 3 through 4. Then Pilate asked him, asked Jesus, saying, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered and said, It is you, it is it is as you say. Verse 4. So Pilate said to the chief priests, look at this, chief priests and the crowd. The chief priests and the crowd, everyone who's present. I find, listen to this. No fault in this man. They bring Jesus to him. The verdict, I find no fault in him. No spot, no blemish whatsoever. He goes on. This is verse um, verse 13 through 15. That was Luke chapter 23, verse 3 through 4. Now Luke chapter 23, verse 13 through 15. Then Pilate, when he had called together the chief priests the rulers and the people, now just, hey, add more to the bunch. Verse 14, said to them, you have brought this man to me as one who misleads the people, and indeed, having examined him in your presence, I have found no fault in this man. Concerning those things which of which you accuse him of, verse 15, no, neither did Herod, for I sent you back to him, and indeed nothing deserving of death has been done by him. Verse 22, still in Luke chapter 23. Then he said to them, listen to this, the third time, look at this, 
not just one witness, not just two confess the confession of a witness two times, but three times said to them the third time, why, what evil? I guess the, the crowd in verse uh, 21 must have been saying crucify him. Uh, let's just look at that. Luke chapter 23. I didn't, I didn't write down the context of it. Uh, yeah, verse 21, just r- the verse right before it. But they shouted saying, crucify him, crucify him. Luke chapter 23, verse 22, then he said to them the third time, what, no, why, what evil has he done? I have found no reason for death in him, in auto. In him, no reason for death. In his, specifically in his person, no reason for death. Okay. And this is, I think, basically the same account, but in the Gospel of John. This is John chapter 18, verse 34, excuse me, verse 38, starting with verse 37. Pilate therefore said to him, Are you a king then? Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. And I'll just throw this out there. I mean, you can... Uh, present it to the Lord. Everyone who is of the truth, my brothers and sisters, has to be everyone who is born again. And everyone who is born again hears the voice of the Lord. Remember from our previous lesson, they may not hear the voice perfectly, but they hear the voice of the Lord. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. And he did not say perfectly once again. All right, Verse 38, Pilate said to him, what is truth? I mean, that's just kind of ridiculous to me. Here it is once again. The kingdom of God comes not with observation. Here is Pilate looking at the face of truth and asking the truth, what is truth? Jesus rightfully could have declared, I am. In a different passage, we do know that he did declare, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. What is truth? And when he had said this, he went out again to the Jews and said to them, I find no fault in him and auto in him at all. No fault in him, in the person of Christ. This is, uh, that was John chapter 18. This is John chapter 19. Verses 4 and verses 6. So I'm going to read verse 4 through four through 6. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no fault in him. En auto. Then Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe, and Pilate said to them, Behold the man. Therefore, verse 6, Therefore, when the chief priests... And officers saw him. They cried out, saying, Crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said said to them, Take him and crucify him. You take him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. En auto. No fault in him. And I'll just start wrapping it up right here. 
This is 1 John chapter 3, verse 5. And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. And in him, in auto, there is no sin. In him, there is no sin. And then uh, it goes on further, verse 6. Well, the very next verse, verse 6. Whoever, now, I'm going to change. Change diagrams here, which we've kind of been going back and forth, but, you know, now, now are still same, same eternal cross, but now Christ in the believer, Christ in the church, Christ in his body, and the believer in Christ, the church in Christ, okay? The, the believer, the soul of the believer brought into the fellowship of the Father. Well, I didn't have it. I moved <laughs> I moved the diagram. Brought into the fellowship of the Father and the Son. Brought into the fellowship of life. Uh, brought into the crucified life by the work of the Spirit. All right? Whoever abides in me, and I, mu- I must say this, this is in knowledge, my brothers and sisters, a, the one who's born again, Jesus, remember Jesus said this, in that day you will know. It's a matter of knowing, and it's a matter of knowing in the day. Remember, everything before then is darkness, night. But he says this, in that day you will know, I am in my Father, you are in me, I am in you. That is reality. That is the truth. You do not change this. I do not change this. My brain doesn't change this. No man changes this. What God hath done, no man can separate. All right? This is the true union. This is the true marriage spoken of in the testimony. Whoever abides in me does not sin. Whoever in their heart abides in me, or excuse me, in him, and auto, that is in Christ, by the work of the Spirit, the heart submitted unto the knowledge of God, does not sin. Why? Because that heart is beholding their life in the face of Jesus Christ. And that heart is walking, that believer is walking, in the light of the eternal day. No longer walking in the face of darkness, in the countenance of darkness of the first man, Adam. To sin, my brothers and sisters, you can look at the definition in the Greek, uh, in the New Testament. To sin means to miss the mark. Kind of like if you're, uh, if you have a bow and arrow and there's a bullseye. To sin means to not hit the bullseye. Well, my brothers and sisters, every single person, including those who are born again, it requires a miracle of God, listen, to even see the bullseye. 
and in seeing the bullseye, you have not missed the mark. The Apostle John goes on to say, whoever sins has neither, look at this, seen him nor knows him. Because to see is to know. And so here we have, my brothers and sisters, a perfect one, a perfect lamb, the one who abode in his father, the father abode in him. He walked in the light of the countenance of his father. He walked in light. He never stumbled. Therefore, he did not stumble in darkness as all the entire creation did, even including the Jews who were found in that very entire creation along with the Gentiles. And us, my brothers and sisters, we who, by the grace of God and the mercy of God, have been able to respond to the voice and receive this immeasurable gift who Christ himself is, this perfect lamb who Christ himself is, this perfect life who Christ himself is, we who are born again, whose souls have been brought unto salvation, unto eternal life, because salvation and eternal life has appeared in our souls. May we now pray that the Spirit of God would prepare the ground of our heart, do a miracle in our heart, that we may, by the work of the Spirit, that our heart may be brought in knowledge unto where our soul has been brought in reality, the moment of new birth, that we may walk in the light of the countenance of Christ, that we walk, that we may walk in light as He is in the light. And if the Holy Spirit has a different prayer for you, by all means, my brothers and sisters, pray it. But this is just basically where the Lord has had my heart for this entire year, it is, it is to walk. The Apostle Paul said it this way, for it is in Him that we live. And every single born-again believer, my brothers and sisters, we live in Christ. Our soul lives in Christ because Christ lives in us. But the Apostle Paul goes on to say, and move. And this is where we walk in the light as he is in the light. So please present this to the Holy Spirit, our true teacher, that he may take that which he desires to take, whether from this lesson, this class, something else, something different, something from the scriptures, something from, listen, the creation of God that he created to testify of the Son, that he may take whatever he desires to take, use it for God's own end and God's own purpose. Amen? Amen. Lord bless you. We'll see you in our next lesson.